Welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyons podcast. We hope that this message encourages you and blesses you. Well, again, I'm glad you're here today. And how many were here last week for last week's uh, sermon on the parable of the Good Samaritan? And we learned uh, quite a bit about some divisiveness that was going on during that time. And I want to talk to you today about another time when Jesus was asked about what the greatest commandment was. And it ties into the parable of the Good Samaritan. But before I even go there, uh, this past Thursday, Anna and I and my family, as well as a couple people from our church here, and uh, as well as in Napa, had the opportunity to participate in this peaceful Christian protest on Thursday for justice and equality. And I'll tell you what, I've been in protests before from back in the 70s. I know I don't look that old. I know I'm 29, 39. But, you know, from back in the 70s, and this was by far the most peaceful protest I have ever participated in. It was led by a church group, and there were various churches demonstrated there, amen? Various churches that were represented there. And what we did was we began to worship. They had a flatbed. That, that had the worship team. And we went down from Tennessee Street in Vallejo all the way down to City Hall, which is close to the waterfront. And we were just worshiping our God. And it was amazing as you looked around the unity that was there. It gave you reason for hope that we do have hope in this generation, that there still is hope. Because let me tell you, if you look at the news every day, If you look at Fox News or CNN or whatever your flavor is, it can be very depressing out there. It can be nothing but negativity. And unfortunately, they don't don't shine on stories like this, like Thursday night. There are people that, that want change, but want to do it through the kingdom of God. Amen. It has to start not just in the church house, but it has to start with each of us. God has has actually asked you to make a difference in this world. You know, you have influence. You as believers have influence that nobody else does. I don't have influence in my brother-in-law Martin's circle of influence. Only he does. He can make a change. So again, it begins with you and I. Amen? So that was a wonderful, wonderful time as we marched together in unity. Just a, a, a little snippet of what I believe heaven's like, what I believe the church experience is like. We come here united to listen and to, to love and serve the Lord God. Amen. And, and, and so today, I want to speak to you on a commandment that Jesus said was even greater than loving your neighbor. Because that's what I spoke on last week is loving your neighbor. And I said, who is your neighbor? That was the title of the message. Who is your neighbor? And, and so today, I want to talk about that first half of that scripture that I, we actually read last week, and I want to read to you from a different text. It's found in Matthew chapter 22. If you have your Bible or electronic device, you can look it up right now. Matthew chapter 22, the first book in the New Testament. Why don't you just stand for the reading of the word? I want to read verses 35 through 39, and this is in the New King James Version. Starting in Matthew chapter 22 and verse 35, it says this. Then one of them, talking about the Pharisees, a lawyer asked them a question, testing them and saying, Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And Jesus said to him, 
You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word. Now we pray for understanding. Give us understanding. Help us to open our hearts, our minds to receive your word, Lord, that we might be challenged today to live the life that you want us to. And we, th- we pray that, Lord, that you would give us the strength to do that through your Holy Spirit. And we thank you in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. 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 Again, before you're seated, look at someone and tell them, you have nice eyes. You have nice eyes. You may be seated. Amen. Amen. And you do. And you may have nice lips, but we can't see them. <laughs> All we can see is your nice eyes. Those, that scripture I just read, did you realize that, that Jesus is breaking it down into two commandments? But did you know, we obviously know the story of Moses, how we received Ten Commandments on Mount Sinai. But did you know, in addition to the Ten Commandments, there were also an additional 613 Old Testament laws of do's and don'ts on top of the Ten Commandments? And here we live in a generation, we can't even get the Ten Commandments right, much less 613 laws. I mean, that's not happening. But here Jesus was explaining to this expert in the law, he was telling him, look, if you do and follow these two commandments, principally this first one, the whole law hangs on these. So if we can learn to do these two well, I'm telling you right now, it's as if you had obeyed all 10 or all 613 laws. Now, you may be sitting here and saying, well, Pastor Ray, you don't, you don't know I have a bad temper. I, I, I go through issues. I have anxiety, depression, and that just affects how I, how I roll out there Monday through, through Saturday. And, and I come here to try to fix it. And so you're in a good place. But let me tell you, nobody here is perfect. Nobody's perfect. God doesn't expect perfection. But what he expects from you and I is to give it a shot. To try it, to try trusting him. Amen? Jesus, here, he was actually quoting from the Shema in the Old Testament. It's a reference to Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 4 where it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and to love the Lord with all your heart, all your mind, all your strength. He was quoting from that verse. In addition, he quoted from Leviticus chapter 19 verse 18 where he talks about loving your neighbor. He was quoting Old Testament references. So Jesus was and is today the living word. He hasn't stopped wanting you to know the word of God. Because if you know the word of God, you'll live exactly how he wants you to. He, He doesn't want a cookie cutter Christian. But he wants to have you live the life that he's given you a purpose for. Amen. He's given every one of us a a purpose in life. But he wants you to know that if you follow these two commandments, you're you're, you're way ahead of the ballgame. You're way ahead of many other other people. Amen. Let me me tell you a story right now um, about a man that was ready to go out of town for the weekend to a formal event. As he got toward the end of the week, he realized he hadn't gotten his formal wear dry cleaned. And it was a mess. And he was starting to panic. 
But he quickly realized across town he had seen a dry cleaner that said, one hour cleaning. So he drove all the way across town, got to this business, this establishment, dropped his, his formal wear off, and then got his, his claim ticket and said to the owner, I'll be back in a couple hours to pick up my clothes. And he said, oh no, this won't be ready till next week. And the man looked at the owner and said, what are you talking about? Your establishment says one hour cleaning. He goes, oh, that's just the name of it. But we don't actually clean in one hour. And so my, what I thought of was, is that describing modern day Christians? Could that be describing a lot of people in these last days? How we, we have that bumper sticker on our car even. We, we might even wear a cross um, and we have stamped on our foreheads or, you know, all around us Christianity. But once we get out of the church or once we walk out on the streets, you couldn't identify us as a Christian if you tried. Now, that's what I want to uh, challenge you today. Listen to this. Bishop T.D. Jakes. How many have heard of Bishop T.D. Jakes? He said this on his Twitter account this this past week. We have to move on from being a churchgoer and be a believer. He was challenging the church at whole. So when I say the church, I'm not just talking about our church here. I'm talking about the church at large. We have to quit playing church. We, we live in a time and age right now where, where, where there is a lot of division in this country, and it's intentional. It's intentional. There are forces that are trying to divide up what you and I have here, and I, and I say this almost every Sunday, I love the fact that I can see white, brown, black in our congregation every Sunday. I love that. I think heaven's going to be like that. And if you can't handle it here, there isn't going to be a place for you up there. I'm sorry. That's a simple fact. Amen? And so we have to learn to, to start living like the believer that Christ wants us to be here in this earth, in this divided world that we live in. I'll, I'll grant you it's not easy. There are times where sometimes you may be just, you're, you're not even sure of what to say or how to say it because it's going to offend one person or offend another. And you know what I mean? Anybody know what I'm talking about? That's the kind of world we live in. And of course, there's those that don't care what they say, right? I'm not talking about anybody in particular. I won't even look in that direction, but <laughs> just playing, brother-in-law. Okay. <laughs> He's stating here that the Christian world is not living as it should be. T.D. Jakes is stating that. You know, this, this wonderful march that we were in, we just had a great time. It was so much unity displayed there. Just like this, tr- from every tribe, from every nation, different even languages that were represented there. But yet we were all worshiping the same God. We came to for the same cause, praying for the same effect to have unity to have justice and equality amen let me ask you a question today are you a christian in name only those that are listening that are watching right now on social media are you a christian in name only or are you living out your faith with actions are you truly living out your faith to the best of your ability now like like me there's many times where I, I want to do that as your pastor. I should be doing that. But there's many times like you, I question myself, am I doing the best I can? Is, is, this, the right, 
you know, Lord, I feel like I failed you. on I, sh- I fall short on this area or that area. But know this. If you're asking yourself that question and you're asking God and you're telling him, Lord, I feel like I don't, I don't measure up. That's half the battle. Your heart is in the right place. Your heart means it's telling God that I want to get better. I want to do a better job at this. You see, it's, it's those people that don't care that I worry about, that don't care how and, and what they're perceived as, whether they're Christians or whether they're loving God um, with actions. Those that don't care, I worry about them. Amen. But Jesus, help us to live out our faith every day. Amen. So notice when Jesus said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. He says the most important thing you can do to be who you claim to be is to love the Lord your God. It's the greatest commandment of all. Above all the Ten Commandments, it's above all 613 laws, is to love the Lord your God. This is truly how we become and how we step into becoming a true believer. You, you know, how many know people that, that don't attend church, but they're really nice people? They are active in community groups. They give here of their time, their talents, and treasures, as we would describe it here in church. And they're, by all accounts, great people, nice people. But, but God is asking you and I as believers, love your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with, with all your soul. Amen? It, it, and what that's describing, what that means is the, so your heart, let's go back to your heart here. Number one, the heart, according to the New Testament, is the center of the emotion of your being. It's where you, your desires are created. It's what you feel. It's where you make your plans. It's where you talk with yourself, where your emotional part of your being is located. So when, when I see my wife and I tell her, honey, I love you with all of my heart. I'm telling her that I love her with everything I have, with everything I, I exist. I, I, and she looks at me and, and I look into her brown eyes and, and uh, but no, that's another topic. But I love her with all of my heart and she knows what I mean. So that is exactly what God wants you to be able to get to. That when you say, I love you, Lord, I love you with all of my heart that he can realize, that you can realize, that you're giving him your all. Your, your desire is to love him. It has to start there. See, God here doesn't want your passive love. He just doesn't want you to say, uh, I love you, Lord, like some of these songs that we, we sang just a few moments ago. They describe our, our love toward him in words. He wants to see you be passionate about it. How many here are married today? Raise your hand if you're married. Okay, there's quite a few of you here. Well, I can guarantee you this. Your spouse doesn't want you to just tell them, although that's nice, tell them that you love them. They want you to back it up with actions. They want you to show them with actions. And God is no different. God in his word is saying he wants to see your passionate love towards him. Passionate. He, 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 what he's saying is the real commandment is love the Lord your God with all of your passion. See, this is your heart. Your heart is your passion, where your passion lives, where your being of, uh, is. 
Now, I don't know about you, but again, sometimes I fall short on that. And, and I beat myself up, but then I, rem- I remind myself, well, I'm wanting to get better. I want to improve on this. And that's where God wants you. He wants you to, to develop that love. That love that Anna and I have, we've been married, it'll be 26 years next month. And, and it's deepened over the years. It's deepened over the years. It's not the same as it was when we first got married. And the, likewise, the, the walk of a believer, that love intensifies. It deepens. It enriches over time. I'm here to challenge you. Is your, is your love walk with the Lord like that today? Amen. And then secondly, your soul. He says, you're to love me with all your soul. With all your soul. What does that mean? The, the word soul in the Greek is where they get the word sushe from the, or breath. Remember in the beginning in the Garden of Eden where, where God breathed into the nostrils of Adam. That was breath. That was air. That was the spirit of God. That's really what that means. Your soul. It's the breath that God breathed into the nostrils of Adam at that time. It's, it's here that this also describes the will and purpose the very trajectory of our lives. Everything that defines who we are is meant to end in adoration towards Him. There's, there's many of us here that didn't start off as a believer. You, you, you started in church after uh, some, somebody invited you, but there was, a, there, was a, there was a marker in your life where this was B.C., before Christ, and this is after Christ. And, and now everything you do is to bring adoration to Christ. How many know what I'm talking about today? Amen? Our lives are supposed to bring purpose. And, and, and God fills your life and gives you a purpose. Amen? Everything that defines who we are is meant to end in adoration and affection for Him. And that is when we love Him with all our soul. Keep that in mind. Our, our third, the third point here in that scripture is, we are to love the Lord with all our mind, with all our mind. Now, here's a clear distinction. It's the idea that we're no longer conformed to this world. See, as believers, there should be a different way you and I think now. There should be a way, a different way that you and I go about in the world. Because it's easy to plug right back in and, and do the things of the world if if God removed you out of, out of a certain vice or certain things, it's easy to, um, to fall back into that if you're not careful. But the Lord is saying here, you're no longer conformed to the world. In fact, I've called you out of the world, and that is your mind. I want your mind to be transformed, be renewed. Oftentimes, we don't think that way, right? Remember what the, the Apostle Paul said? He said this, we're taking every thought captive unto devoted obedience to Jesus Christ. How many are, uh, I'm not like this, but I know my dad's like this. I don't know if he's watching. Maybe he's watching this later. But their minds are just constantly working. Anybody here that when they go to bed and, and it just doesn't shut off and the mind just keeps going and going and going. And it affects your sleep. It can affect your sleep and, and so forth. And um, God wants us here, Jesus here, wants us to take those thoughts captive. And, and he doesn't want us to just be rambling everywhere. He wants us to capture those thoughts, 
put them under subjection, under, the, under Jesus, amen? And that's only done by you calling out to him, by you professing that you love him with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. See, at the end of the day, this really becomes the, bar- the barometer for a follower of Jesus and the church. It's what defines us. It's what defines every believer is, do I love him with all of my mind? Is my mind been transformed? Is it been renewed? Because I'll tell you, when, when I came to the Lord in my mid to late 20s, my mind was renewed. It was no longer on the same, same, same projection, the, the same direction as it was prior to that. It was now going in a different direction. And the Bible clearly tells us we are no longer the old. We're now a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. Amen. Let me ask you a question right now, based on these, these three here of Jesus, of, uh, we're to love him with all our heart, all our soul, and all our mind. How do people know you? How do people describe you? How do they describe your character? Would they say he or she has a genuine love and passion for the Lord? Or would that be the last thing they say? That's what I want to ask you today. That's what I want to challenge you today because if we're ever going to see change in our world, if we're ever going to see justice and equality in our world, it has to start with each of us. It has to start with us. We have to start being in subjection to the Lord, but allowing the Lord to work through us to make change. Otherwise, it's never, ever going to happen. May it be said of each of us here today, That person loved the Lord God with all their heart, with all their soul, and with all their mind. In fact, that wouldn't be a bad thing to have written or etched on your tombstone, on your gravestone. Amen? I've often told my kids, just make sure at my funeral, I don't care what you tell them, but just make sure that you tell them that he had a wicked curveball. Well, scratch that one. You can put that one on there. That he loved God with all his heart, soul, and mind. Amen? Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why we should love God with all our heart, soul, and mind. 1 John chapter 4. I want to read two verses to you. If we can put these on the screen here. I don't know if we have them. 1 John chapter 4 and verse 19. We love because he first loved us. How many know that we love because he first loved us? I've described this to you many times when he went to the cross. He had you on his mind at that time. He had your face on his mind at that time when he went to the cross. Secondly, Romans chapter 5 and verse 8. God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Christ died for you and I. While we were still sinners, that's how much he loves you. That's how much his mercy and grace extends towards you today. Amen. He doesn't see you as that sinner. He sees you as that born again believer now walking in in his righteousness, in his holiness. That's a great thing. That, that's a great place for you to say amen and shout and, 
and clap for that one because I believe that, that right there, we don't deserve it. None of us deserve that mercy or his grace. But he loved us while we were still sinners. As I close this afternoon, if we can have the worship team come up as we close. I believe the number one reason why you and I may fail to love God the way he deserves is just because of those scriptures I read, because we fail to understand the depth of his love for us. If we could only glimpse how much he loved us, how much he cared for us at the cross, if we could only glimpse how much pain he went through for you and I at that moment, knowing what you would go through, knowing how disobedient you and I may have been if we could only catch a glimpse of that love. See, my my kids, four kids, my youngest two daughters, my oldest two, it doesn't matter if you're a parent here today, it doesn't matter where they may stray, what they may do. Your love, your unconditional love for them is never going to change. It's never going to change. You're going to love them till the day you die. God's the same way. He wants to love you. Yeah, He knows that we failed. He's not expecting perfect Christian uh, cookie-cutter Christians. Amen? He wants you with all your imperfections. He wants me with all my imperfections. And He's just saying, won't you love me with all your heart? with all your soul, with all your mind? Won't you just begin to just say, Lord, I need you today? Won't you begin to say, Lord, I can't go another day now recognizing how much you love me? I believe we truly don't understand how much he loves us. See, when you love the Lord with all, you will show passion. You will show, you will show something in your heart, in your spirit, in your mind, Something will come out. I love, my, I love my 49ers. And if I watch a game, guess what I'm doing when they score a touchdown? My brother knows this. I'm standing up and I'm clapping, right? And, and, if, and if, if it goes in the other way, I'm going, I'm yelling at the TV. It's no different. I'm showing passion because I love what I'm watching. I'm, I'm, I'm invested in that. As a, as a passionate fan, God is wanting the same thing. How much more should be will, we willing to worship a God and give him our passion? Huh? How much more should we be clapping for him? Stand with me this, this afternoon as we close. Do this right now. Just close your eyes right now. And right now, just think about Everything that's gone on this year, it's been a crazy year. And I know for most of us, we just want 2021 to come and quick. But think about all the things that have gone on in this year already. You may be sitting here, standing here. You may have lost a job, been behind in bills, maybe had some health issues, health scares. But God has loved you through this whole process. God loves you. God will never leave you nor forsake you. And he's wanting you to know that today. 
He's wanting you to love Him with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind today. Lord, we love you today. We thank you, Lord, that we are here seeing another day. Lord, we we are not taking life for granted. We live in a time and age where it's, it's very difficult to do that, to take life for granted. Those that have lost a loved one, like myself having lost my son at the age of 20, we know that. It's very real, Lord. It's very real. And Lord, I I just ask right now, speak to our hearts. If we haven't been loving you with passion, with desire, like we know we should, I pray that we begin that today. That we put aside whatever excuses we might have used in the past. I'm speaking to those that are watching us online. I'm speaking to those here. Help us to begin to love you the way you want us to love you, Father. To love God and to love others. Because I know that when we begin to do that, when we love you, when we get this vertical relationship right, then this horizontal relationship of outward love begins to flow correctly in the way you designed it. But Lord, it's not going to happen. This this horizontal relationship of unity, of of equality, of justice is never going to happen unless we can get this one right, this relationship with you right, Lord. And I pray that right now for every person listening to my voice, that they would begin to love you with all of their heart, with all of their soul, with all of their mind, Lord. And as they do, Lord, that blessings would begin to flow in them, that relationships would be healed, that, Lord, that unity would begin to occur, Lord, in their lives. Father, we give you thanks. We give you thanks today for one more chance at this, to do this right. We're not perfect, Father. We pray right now, Father, forgive us. Forgive us for falling short. But I pray, give me your grace again today. Give me your mercy again today that we might have another opportunity to do this right. Father, we love you. We thank you for your goodness. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. For those that are watching online right now, and you've never said a prayer of repentance and you would call yourself a non-believer possibly, never had this opportunity to, to experience this, I would just say this, just say a prayer right where you're at. Just say a prayer, say, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me of my past, my sins, my wrongdoings, Lord. You know everything about me. I just pray, forgive me right now. And Lord, I believe you went to the cross and you died for me. And you rose again that I might have everlasting life. Thank you, Lord, for that. Listen, if you prayed a prayer like that, I believe that the Bible says you become born again when you receive Christ into your life like that. Amen. Amen. Let's bow our heads one more time. And I'm going to say a prayer of blessing over you as we dismiss this afternoon. I pray a blessing over our congregation. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he be gracious to you. May he lift up his, Lord, lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. 
in Jesus' wonderful name. God bless you. Have a great Sunday. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap before you leave today. He's worthy of your praise. Thanks for listening. For more information, be sure to check out our Facebook page at Foothill Christian American Canyon.